Hi, everybody. This is Derek Hart. Welcome to Pet Talk, Forever in My Heart. Your relationship with your pet is profound. Sometimes it can be the closest relationship you have in your life, and that's okay. When I was a kid, maybe about nine years old, I wanted a dog. What kid doesn't want a dog? My parents said, nope, not going to do it. Not going to get you a dog. And then a year went by and I asked again. Every birthday I asked and I never got the dog that I wanted. I would see them everywhere. I would pet them. I had no fear of them at all. At around 11 years old, I even remember petting a Doberman Pinscher and feeling pretty comfortable and knowing how to detect if it was safe. When I turned 12, a stray cat ran into my house and I fed it some milk. I hid this cat in my room for about four days. Somehow I managed to let the cat out of the house to go to the bathroom, but it always came back because I had that glass of milk waiting several times per day. I think if my parents were listening to this show right now, they actually wouldn't even know that I did this. But one day they came home from work and I was just sitting in the living room playing with the cat. I would have loved to have heard the conversation they had because that weekend we went to the dog pound and picked out my very first dog. I named him Lucky. I would give anything to hear the conversation my parents had. They saw my profound connection with this little cat and recognized it was time to let me have a dog of my own. When I went to the dog pound, there were probably 200 dogs all barking at the same time. I went to one end of the room and my dad went to the other end of the room and we decided to meet in the middle. Right when we got there, in the middle of the dog pound, there was only one dog in the whole place that was not barking. A German Shepherd Yellow Labrador Retriever mix that I walked up to and it reached its paw out of the cage for at least five seconds waiting for me to shake it. I turned to my dad and I think he just said one word, yep, but we had to wait to get the dog the next day. So we showed up bright and early and I got to go home with my dog Lucky. For the next week, I skipped school three times to play with him all day. And I will never forget when he went to get neutered that we brought him home, put him outside, and we took an old twin-size mattress and laid it in the backyard. I laid down with my arm around Lucky as he had been all drugged up from the surgery and slept through the night outside, waking up in the morning with him jumping all over me. Nothing can be substituted for the relationship that you can have with an animal. There's a reason we live longer when we have animals. Lucky was one of mine. And like most relationships with our pets, one day we have to say goodbye. I mostly don't have pain in my heart when I think of Lucky anymore. But there's a special place in my heart that only he takes up. When he reached his paw out to me, he knew exactly what he was doing. Choose me. I'm a good dog, I don't bite. And I'd love to fall asleep Beside your bed every night Choose me I'm looking for a home And I'll be the best friend You've ever known Wait, You want your mama? Hello? 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 I love you! I love you! Do you love me? I love you. 
Many people who lose a pet may be first and foremost surprised at the intensity of their feelings of grief around this experience. Now, I'm speaking not only as a therapist, but as someone who lost her best friend five months ago, my black Great Dane named Sophia. She was a service dog, a therapy dog, and my best friend. She was eight and a half years old, which is very old for a Great Dane. Giant breeds typically don't live as long as other types of dogs. But still, her loss hit me and my family, and even some of my friends and clients who had met her, like a freight train. While I didn't find a lot of objective professional support, what I did find was that the experience of other pet owners who had experienced a loss helped me and my family more than anything. They didn't think we were crazy for grieving as hard as we did. They got it. They'd been there and they grieved right along with us. Not everyone will understand the pain that you're in after losing a pet. But that's all right because there are thousands of people that will. The number to call, 877-712-1446. Let me help you with the loss of your pet so you can be happy again. The website, foreverinmyheart.pet. Soon I will have some audios up there that teach you the exact steps to do to move past the loss of your beloved friend. I have a caller on the line named Michelle, and she's going to tell us a little bit about what happened with her dog. Hi, Michelle Derek Hart. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I read your email about your dog and the story, and how are you doing now? Um, well, so she it's actually coming up on a year since I lost her. So she, I think it was April 12th that she had passed away. No. Oh, okay. Um, and her birthday's April 20th. So she was just short of her ninth, ninth birthday. Okay. So she wasn't, yeah, she wasn't really old or anything like that, but she was definitely showing signs of yeah. getting older. Yeah. Um, and she did have some health issues as well. And actually I'd even, she had really, really bad seizures. Okay. And I had even kind of thought about if it was time to have, have that conversation or make the decision of, is it just time? Yeah. So, but I, could, I obviously couldn't make that decision. Yeah. So a uh, little over a year ago, I started working for a family nannying their 18 months well, their baby at the time is three months old. He's 18 months now. Uh-huh. And um, the mom is a vet and offered for my birthday present, my birthday is in March, she offered to do the full cleaning for her teeth. Right. So Mar- Marley was my dog's name, and she's a smaller dog, and smaller dogs have some pretty uh, major teeth issues. Oh, yeah. And I, yes, <laughs> and it's really, really expensive. One of the greatest things you can do for somebody that has lost a pet is simply listen to their story. I'm listening to Michelle. I'm acknowledging that whatever she has to share about it is important. And our call was over an hour. Letting her tell the story gives her time to feel safe and connected and open to me as the listener. It's not necessarily the details of the story that matter. What matters is that I want to hear the details. My point in saying that the details don't matter is that it doesn't matter if she gets things really correct or accurate or that the time frame of things match. 
The point is, I'm listening directly to her heart, not the details. And she feels that. So I ask her questions. I remain curious. I don't fix it. This is how you help somebody in your family or a friend that has lost a pet. Now in this story, these beginning details of Michelle getting her dog's teeth cleaned are central to the story. Let's first talk about what we as pet owners experience when we lose a beloved pet. The first question that typically comes up, and this is a big question that many of us have gone through, is how do you know when it's time? It seems quite often that pets will hang on at the end of their lives. We don't want to let them go, but we also don't want to see them suffer. I've heard that they hold on for us, and maybe this is true. I don't know. What I do know is that making the call to the vet when you reach the point where you see that your pet is suffering and there's no hope of recovery is one of the hardest calls you ever have to make. If your pet is seriously ill, talk candidly with your veterinarian. Ask what your options are and describe what you're seeing on a day-to-day basis as far as your pet's quality of life. Basically, my understanding is this. If your pet is eating, eliminating, playing, attentive, still involved in their activities of daily life and not in obvious pain, it's probably not time. However, if you're noticing that they're becoming lethargic, they're in pain, they have a disease from which they're either not responding or um, there's no chance of recovery from, if you're noticing those types of things, it's time to have a serious talk with your vet. Okay, we're going to take a break. This is Pet Talk Forever in My Heart with Derek Hart. I'm Beth Holland. If you would like to be in contact, 877-712-1446 is the number to call. We'd love to hear from you. 877-712-1446 or online at foreverinmyheart.pet. That's foreverinmyheart.pet. Toyota, how many ejector calls? I was interested in the 2017 Toyota RAV4. Sure, I'll transfer you over. Hello, my name is... Oh, hey, my name is John. Does the 2017 RAV4 offer 4G LTE Wi-Fi? Uh, no. What about Apple CarPlay or Android Auto compatibility? I haven't seen that in a RAV4, I know that. What about a rear seat reminder? Uh, it does not have that, no. But, uh, you know, Chevy actually has that. Oh, interesting, okay. Does the 2017 Toyota RAV4 offer teen driver technology? I don't think it does. Let me put you on hold one second, I'll be right back, all right? Okay. No, it does not offer that. All right. Well, all those features are standard on the 2018 Chevy Equinox. All the features on the Equinox? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, well, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. When it comes to comparing the next-generation Chevy Equinox, there is no comparison. See for yourself at chevy.com slash equinox. Chevrolet. Find new roads. Good morning, Fifi. Hmm. What's wrong with you? I'm not in the mood. Go away. You're in such a lovely mood earlier. I'm not interested, John. Stop talking. You're just being Mr. Grumpy Chops. What do you expect, John? Seriously. Where's breakfast? Here you go. 
No way. You have got to be kidding. It's just the way you like it. No, it is not. Mm-hmm. Listen to me. I woke you up nice and early. I sat on your face like I always do. And now, this is what I get? Come on. Eat up. No, this food is unacceptable, John. I'm going to go outside and torture a bird. Oh, Fifi, come back. You did this, John. Just remember that. If cats could talk, they'd demand a gourmet meal from Pro Diet. It's a radio show dedicated to you and the love of your pets. On Pet Talk, Forever in My Heart, with Derek Hart. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to join the conversation, 877-712-1446. If you'd like to go online, foreverinmyheart.pet. On the windowsill, I chill. I dream of stalking birds. Put me in the yard. I'm going to catch me a mockingbird. And if that mocking bird don't sing, I'm going to bust a cap up in his little wing. Wait, I'm going to scratch up your couch like it has chicken pox and drop a nuclear bomb up in that litter box. I'm going to tear through your house like a kitten grenade. I'm going to have Bob Barker neutered and faded. Yeah. I'm talking with Michelle, who has lost her dog. It was about a year ago, but it's a very hard story for her because it was an accident. It happened at an unexpected time. She went to get the minor surgery of getting her dog's teeth cleaned. Let's hear what happened. So I'd want, I wanted to get her teeth done, um, but obviously just never had the money in the budget to do that. Sure. Um, plus, I was so scared about having her go under because of her health issues. So I went ahead with it anyways. Um, I felt like I really trusted my, I mean, boss, basically. Mm-hmm. And I know she's an amazing vet. So, um, and I even tried convincing myself not to take her in, not, not to, I just had such a bad feeling. And everybody just said, of course, you're going to have a bad feeling, but everything will be okay. You just have to kind of let go of the outcome. And I, so I brought her in, I dropped her off and she, so now is where I'm going to get a little emotional, but yeah, it's okay. She was so sweet that morning. It was like she knew that she was, you know, leaving. Yeah. Um. So she just gave me so much extra love and was such a good girl. Yeah. And, um. So anyways, yeah. I dropped, I waited and went in to do the checkup and everything and dropped her off. Yeah. And, and then I had to go back and um, watch her son. Uh-huh. And where I dropped her off is way, it's probably about 40 minutes away from the house of where, where I was going to watch her son. Yeah. So by the time I got to the house, mm-hmm. um, it'd been a little bit of time since they were doing the procedure. Mm-hmm. When they were on the last tooth, her heart stopped. Now, sometimes an animal is lost, they pass away due to an accident or an illness, a surgery they don't recover from, something like that. You may have not had to make the call to have the pet euthanized, but you're going to have the same feelings of bereavement, um, depression, sadness, denial, anger, and even guilt. You may be asking yourself, what could I have done? Did I make a wrong decision? Did I feed her the wrong food? There are all kinds of things that are going to be going through your head during this time. You may be wondering what you could have done to prevent the loss. These are normal reactions to the loss of someone that you love. Now, coming home after your pet has passed away to 
his or her leash and food bowls and bed and toys can be extremely painful. Think about what you need to do, how you need to cope with that. Talk to your family if they're sharing the home with you and see what you need to do. Perhaps you need to put them away for a while. Um, do what you need to do to sort of minimize that extremely painful time right after your pet has passed away. In our case, we put our dog's collar and tags away. We have another dog in the house, actually two other dogs now, and so nothing besides the collar and the tags were specifically hers. So the rest of the items around the house didn't pack the same emotional wallop as for some reason her collar did for me. A few months after she had died, um, I took the collar, I took the tags, I took a picture when she was a puppy and then when she was older and I made sort of a shadow box and we put it on our family room wall. That was um, a step in our healing. But right at first, no, we had to put sort of the most intimate things that were connected with her away. When they were on the last tooth, her heart stopped oh. and they couldn't get her back. Oh. Yeah. So she had called me when I got there and, you know, I had to tell me, obviously. And in that moment, I just felt so horrible for her Yeah. that, you know, it happened under her yeah. care and everything. So yeah. that's all I thought about was comforting her oh. in this situation. Yeah. So, um, and then even when I went home and I told my dad, because my dad like loved her, um, I told him and he just, he thought I was joking. He couldn't believe it. Yeah. So it was just such a sudden thing. And she was, um, I have two dogs. She's my youngest and she was always such a baby. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's what happened and um, really traumatic. Yeah, yeah. And I've done my best. So I feel like sometimes it comes in and sometimes it, so it kind of comes in waves. So I think right now it's just really sensitive because it is coming up on her, her birthday and the anniversary of her passing. Yeah, yeah. Michelle is having a very normal experience of feeling overwhelmed that her dog's birthday is coming up. Sacred times and dates like this can be difficult, reminding you of the loss. Grief is the normal and healthy reaction to remembering your pet. If you were taught as a child that grief is healthy and you witnessed your parents or caregivers go through their own grief, you would not suffer as much. The problem is that many, if not most, of us have been socialized to believe that these feelings of sadness and grief are abnormal and unnatural. Grief is one of the most powerful emotions, right next to anger, but it's also the most neglected and misunderstood experience. It's misunderstood by the person crying over the loss of their pet, and it's misunderstood by most of the people around them. Even people that the griever feels close to may not know how to give the right kind of support. For some reason, people seem to understand much better when a person dies than when an animal dies. Even if they themselves have lost a pet, it seems that people forget how crushing this can be for us. Next, let's talk about children in the home and how you speak to them about the passing of a pet. As with any death, you don't want to use terms like 
um, she went away or he went to sleep. Those kinds of things confuse children and what you want to do in this case is rely on age-appropriate but honest communication. So basically allow your child to grieve in his or her own way. Don't tell them that it's not okay to cry. Don't tell them to get over it. It was just a pet, even if it's their pet frog, that kind of thing. Children can feel things very deeply. It's important to let them process and know that you're a safe person that they can talk to and ask questions when they have them, especially about something as big as death. Oh boy, let's see what happens next on Pet Talk Forever in My Heart with Derek Hart. 877-712-1446. That's the number to call if you'd like to find out more or be in contact with us. We'd love to hear from you. The number again, 877-712-1446. To find out more, go to foreverinmyheart.pet. Where are you? Are you in bed? Or are you leaving the first human footprint on Mars? Are you jogging? Or are you about to pull off the heist of the century? Are you in your car? Or are you praying those red eyes in the darkness can't see you? A voice in your ear can take you anywhere. Audible. Get your first audiobook for free and feel every word. Seven ninety nine a month after 30-day trial. Starts automatically. Terms apply. Why aren't you eating, princess? I can't even look at you. I prepared it specially. It's your favorite. Do you expect me to eat this? Do you know who I am? Well, just try a little bit. I have family members who could hunt you down and kill you. Not even a nibble? You would vanish like this. Nothing left of you. Just bones and bits of greasy hair. Oh, what's the matter? Your food offends me. I'm not sleep with you tonight. Princess, could come back. No. I'm going to go and sit on patio and stare at you until you give me what I want. Oh, and by the way, I have done big poo in Slipper. Oh, princess. If cats could talk, they'd demand a gourmet meal from Pro Diet. A show dedicated to the love of your pet. This is Pet Talk, Forever in My Heart, with Derek Hart. Come here, so I can rub your nose in it. Come here, don't wag your tail, I know you did it. You went through the trash. Now I only wish you knew how very disappointed I'm feeling now in you. I'm talking with Michelle, who sent her dog in to get the cleaning surgery for her dog's teeth. It was a gift from her employer. Her dog had some health problems, so she was concerned that there could be complications in the surgery. Everybody told her it would be okay, including the veterinarian. But the surgery was too intense for the dog, and when they went to pull the final tooth, the dog's heart stopped. This is a very shocking experience for Michelle. I'm going to ask her a couple more questions to talk about the general story of her dog, and then I want to validate for her how shocking that experience must have been. She's very tender on this call, so I'm not going to push too hard. Notice how I just explain her own story back to her and take some guesses about how it must have felt. That's all she needs. That's all we all need. So we can feel supported when we're dealing with such a major loss. How did you first uh, find her? Was she a rescue or how, how did you find each other? I um, saw the mom when she was pregnant before she was even born. And, oh. and then, you know, as soon as it was safe to go, I went and saw the litter when she was born and 
mm-hmm. um, was able to pick her out of the litter and everything. Oh, how'd you know she was the one? She was so spunky. Like, she had such an attitude about her, but she was so sweet. And she, like, would crawl all over me when I would go over. Oh, she knew she was yours, too. (laughs) She knew you were it. Oh, yeah, totally. She was always such a sweetheart. Yeah, you were meant to be together. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. So you had something happen here that was just, I mean, incredibly unfair. You know, you had right. you had this huge positive intention to do something good, and you received this gift to uh, get mm-hmm. get the teeth done. And what an amazing gift! And then and then this happens. I know. Are you still kind of working through the shock? It's a pretty shocking experience, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, because it just still makes me cry to this day. Yeah. yeah. So it, it is still a shock. Yeah. I think. I mean, when you lose someone, I couldn't imagine. I know pets are so, you just have this bond with a pet. But yeah, to lose, I don't know, I think of like like a real child or a, yeah. a close family member or something due to shock. I just, you're just in such a, maybe a dreamlike state for so long that like grieving kind of is put on hold yeah. until you're able to like, I guess, accept what happened or wrap your mind around it because it's like, I mean, anytime you lose someone, one minute they're there, and the, you know, the next they're not. So I don't think it matters, obviously, whether it's sudden or not. Yeah. It definitely still to this day feels like it doesn't feel like a year. That's for sure. It feels like maybe three months. I've just really tried to, like, I allowed myself, obviously, to feel how I felt. Mm-hmm. And then I just really tried to move forward and even everything that the vet had done for me like she took care of everything mm-hmm. after um mm-hmm. when normally it's you the even though you the animal passed away in the vet's care you would still have to pay for everything sure so she got me her ashes you know obviously took care of the procedure and i mean everything mm-hmm. yeah. and i'm so sorry i'm crying but this is of course going to make me cry too yeah. um my my parents especially my dad has always been the type of person where he'll just sweep uncomfortable things under the rug and never acknowledge it, never deal with it, nothing. Like just try to pretend like it's not happening, Uh which I, you know, I grew up with. I didn't want to go to the vet to see her. Like they had asked me, do you want to come down and and say your goodbyes and see her? And I said, no, Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to see her like that. It was too much to deal with. Yeah. It would hurt too much. Yeah. Yeah. And actually I'm also really close to the vet's mom. She had convinced me to to go and see her and how and she she had lost a lot of people in her life too mm-hmm. suddenly by mm-hmm. suicide she lost two brothers and I think her father by suicide and uh. one of them she had basically witnessed uh. so uh. she said that you you need to see them in order to help with the grieving process and everything so yeah. she picked me up and drove me down to the animal hospital and then I went in and, and saw her and I am so thankful that I did because it really did make a huge difference especially with being so sudden to be able to to see that it, it it did happen like I can't pretend like it didn't happen or sweep it under the rug or anything it's like even though I don't want to deal with these feelings I have to because eventually they're gonna hit me and when they come up during the day for you uh, it's almost like you have this extra relationship with 
the sadness about 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 your dog like do you do you think mm-hmm. of it as almost a relationship you have like like when it comes up do you feel like you have a good relationship with your feelings about this like do you do you let the feelings be there or do you start fighting I think I still start trying to put my guard up like I don't I don't want to feel them yeah I still really struggle with that with anything and you just want to feel good all the time you don't want to feel any of the bad stuff but I know in order to feel good you have to <laughs> go through the bad stuff sometimes yeah yeah and when and when the painful feelings come up do you uh kind of sometimes let it through but you think about the sad part of how tragic the loss was how fast it was um do you think do you think about the sad things or do you also sometimes let yourself think about the good parts the good times yeah that's a good question i n- now especially now i tend to re- like redirect my thinking to the happy times mm-hmm. like understand it happened and then also remember and remind myself that she was really sick and maybe it was just you know it was meant to be yeah yeah because i would have never been able to make that decision yeah. you know to put her down yeah so it was almost like she already knew yeah when i dropped her off yeah she already knew it was time and that's why she was being such a sweet heart like she was saying mm. goodbye kind of yeah. thing yeah yeah so even though like that is so sad and yeah. yes that hurts mm-hmm. it does bring a sort of peace yeah and comfort I was born in a back alley about a year ago My mama was a stray like me where she is now I don't know I've been chased and I've been yelled at I've lived most my life in fear But you can call me lucky since I wound up here Choose me I definitely have learned a lot from you. No. In the short time that we've talked, <laughs> so I really appreciate it. Okay, Beth, this has been a really heavy topic. Can you take us out of here? Can you take us off to a commercial break? You're listening to Pet Talk Forever in My Heart with Derek Hart. Canine illumination, feline celebration, equine rejuvenation, and oh yeah, we can't forget about the snakes and the bunnies and the hamsters and the gerbils and a fish. You know, kids need help when they lose their pets, and a fish can be an important pet. We get it. It's not silly. Donkeys, potbelly pigs, birds, iguanas, lizards, even a hairy tarantula can be a great pet, right? How about a Madagascar hissing cockroach? They're all part of the amazing world of animals. Foreverinmyheart.pet. Foreverinmyheart.pet. Does your dog have muddy, dirty paws? Well, here's your answer. The Paw Wash cleans dog's paws fast and easy. Just insert your dog's paw and leg into the device and pump up and down. The Paw Wash's unique hourglass design creates a suction of power that pulls that dirt, mud, sand or salt off the paw and leg and it stays in the device. You can clean all four paws in a little over a minute with just one fill. For retail or online sales, go to www.thepawwash.com. That's www.thepawwash.com. Charlie, well, what are you doing to my cushion? What does it look like I'm doing? It's a silk cushion. 
Charlie, stop it, it please. It releases stop it. tension. Oh, do that. What's wrong with you? Do I have to spell it out? You're victimising me, Charlie. Let me sit next to you and tell this to your face. You need to step it up in the dinner department. I've got a refined taste. Know what I mean? But look at the state of my cushion. It's in ribbons. You're an evil monster. Now, you listen to me, Caroline. Actually, no. Listen to my bum hole. Oh, no. Here we go. Listen closely to that. Oh, Charles. If cats could talk, they'd demand a gourmet meal from Pro Diet. And we are back to Pet Talk Forever in My Heart with Derek Hart. The number to call, 877-712-1446 if you'd like to join the conversation. If you'd like to go online and find out more, foreverinmyheart.pet. I'm a dog, I like to play with ropes and bones most every day. Sticks and shoes. All right, we have Janice Wolf here with me in studio. She is known as the Lady Dog Whisperer. Janice has done it all in the arena of transformational training of pets. You know, one of the most difficult scenarios is when you have pets, usually dogs, that have major behavioral problems. Maybe they've bitten a couple people. Maybe they're completely destroying the house. When dog trainers and veterinarians throw their hands up in the air, they'll pull in Janice for help. Dogs that supposedly cannot be rehabilitated have a new chance at life because Janice has entered the picture. She's a world-renowned animal behaviorist. So how many dogs has Janice personally rehabilitated? 30,000. So she's mastered the art of saving a dog that others might have turned their back on. You can just imagine how many families she's dealt with over the years, and today I'm going to ask her some questions about how to best take care of our animal friends. If you want to contact me to be on the show or get some personal counseling support if you've lost a pet, the number is 877-712-1446. The website, foreverinmyheart.pet. That's P-E-T. Send me a confidential email at Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at foreverinmyheart.pet. If you want to just tell me your story, I'd love to read it. Okay, let's get into talking with Janice. I have a first question about pet nutrition. Uh, big, big overall question. This isn't about a brand of food or anything like that, but you have you know a brand new pet. Uh, do you trust... The even the top of the line best dog food, cat food out there, or are you are you going to have a pet that lives longer? If you, I don't know about cooking the food. It, with all your years of experience, what's your overall perspective? Wow, you're definitely going to want to send people to Wyatt's list. We have okay. pages and pages and pages on nutrition. Okay. A lot of it depends on the type of dog and the age because with older dogs um, and dogs who have anxiety issues, they tend to get pancreatitis and other issues like that. So you have to watch yep. their fat content. The yep. other nice thing is that if you look for an organic, I use an organic food, a kibble, uh, but mm -hmm. I'm actually coming out with a new line of 
pet food for that exact reason. Uh, something very unique, but it's kind of like home cooking. Uh, yeah. The problem is not the food, it's the processing and where it was. And a lot of times, like with raw food, sounds like a great idea, but in nature, you didn't have listeria and salmonella because right. the animal was killed and eaten right away. Um, right. And you know, nowadays, you got to even be careful with raw because listeria has to be cooked over 160 degrees. So you figure 170 degrees and up just to kill that. And freezing doesn't kill it. So you know, yeah. raw is great for some people. And I don't think there's one answer. But yeah. the key is avoiding things like corn, which is a cheap filler. It's all GMO. Wheat, mm-hmm. which is the number one cause of allergies and food-related aggression in dogs. Um, and if you have a dog with ear infections like Cocker Spaniels or a lot of dogs who are getting a lot of skin irritations and they're constantly yeah. on prednisone and Benadryl, look at what you're feeding. There are other ingredients okay. that, you know, soy, and I could go on forever. Look at whyitslist.com sure. for that. But, okay. you know, the key is you want to give your dog the best quality food you can afford. Organic is always great if it's certified organic and yeah. human grade because then at least you know it's good. But honestly, you know, you've got to make that decision. It's a it's a big question. And uh, please go on Wyatt's list or you can read my book, um, Shh Happens, S-H-H-H, Happens, Dog yeah. Behavior 101. We have a lot about that in there as well. Okay, so I personally am a vegan. I have tons and tons of vegetables and grains and and I don't know about beans for a pet. Uh, can I can I give my dog lots of uh, raw to cooked veggies and, and or any grains? I, I assume I have to get protein in there somehow. Is is that something? I mean, I I know there's an issue with table scraps and behavior issues. But is that something to do if you cook really healthy food to share that with your pet? Great question. The issue is I always tell people, think (laughs) of the teeth in the animal or human's face, okay? Think about your yeah. the teeth you have. We yeah. have modified canines for ripping, so we are definitely supposed to eat meat or able to because we're omnivores. If yeah. you look at a cow or if you look at a horse, they have no ripping teeth, so they're only for grinding, right? They're flat yeah. incisors. So if you look inside the mouth of a dog, even their molars, they're not flat, they're sharp. So they're set up to eat meat. Now, over the course of millions of years uh, or hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years, probably someday they'll flatten out. But yeah. dogs need certain amino acids that are in meats. The problem is that... Um, Yes, you can absolutely have cooked vegetables and things like that, but um, animals who aren't omnivores or uh, herbivores like deer or cows or horses don't have the acids in their stomach to break down the cell wall of plants like we do and like those animals do. So you have to kind of parboil it or break down either chemically or physically by smashing the living daylights out of it in a food processor or by parboiling or cooking it a bit so that Mm -hmm. you're breaking down the cell wall. So you you can't really have um, a vegan dog. I know we've had arguments about it, but I look at nature and I try to follow nature as much as possible. 
So what you can do is get um, actually the new diet that we're coming out with is going to be really awesome because it has all that in it. But anytime you're giving anything with veggies, you do have to make sure you break down the cell wall either by smashing it up in a food processor or uh, one of those uh, bullet processors or by cooking it a bit. And yes, that's great because the more real food you can get in there, the better. But the meat, you know, they've got ripping teeth for a reason. Interesting. I would give my dog carrots. Um, he, he, he wouldn't eat uh, big bones of any kind, even those pig ear things, but he would go through carrots. Are you saying I should have smashed them up a little more? <laughs> well, if they're more for entertainment, it's fine. Yeah, like you can give fine. string beans and carrots and you want to stay away from broccoli, cauliflower and, and beans and things that are very gassy yeah. because it can cause certain breeds to bloat, which is a torsion okay. or a twisting of the stomach and it's a surgical emergency you don't want. Um, okay. But as f- I give my dogs carrots, I, I what I love to do, and they love when the bananas that I buy uh, are a little bit too ripe and I'm, they're not smoothie ready yet. What I'll yep. do is I cut them into four slices, um, kind of quarters. I put them mm-hmm. in the freezer, all the way in the back of the freezer, and then I give the yep. dogs those. So they're hard. So it's great for the dog, and bananas have less of a uh, cell wall, so they can handle it. But I'm talking about, and I think what you asked me was more focused on actual nutrition. They may not absorb everything from that carrot or from the veggies that you're giving, but you can still give them. Just stay away from things that cause a lot of gas. But for entertainment's sake, heck, give them whatever isn't going to hurt them and whatever they love. You know, that's why we have them, to spoil So much more to cover about your furry friends on Pet Talk Forever in My Heart with Derek Hart. We'll be right back after this. Oh no, little Timmy's got hold of a marker pen. My wall looks like a coloring book. What am I going to do? Flash! Ah! Cleans up the impossible! Wow, he's really made a mess. It's a pain, but we won't stress. In the hall, gets drawn overall on the wall. Lots of scrolls, but we can clean this up. Flash Magic Eraser, we love you. Flash! Ah! Cleans up the impossible. Navigate to the Big Brew Pub. Navigating to the Urban Ladder Store, Domlor. What? No. Navigate to the Big Brew Pub. Navigating to the Urban Ladder Store, Domlor. Will you quit playing around? I'm going to be late for my date. Are you going to bring your date back home? Uh, I'm hoping to, yeah. Hmm. What? Hmm. It's just the sofa's lumpy, the table's broken, and don't even get me started on the bed. So unless she's looking for a cheap date... I get it. Navigate to the Urban Ladder Store. I knew you'd come around. Navigating to the Urban Ladder Store, Domlor. The Urban Ladder Store is here. You know what to do. Oh, there's more. We're back to Pet Talk, Forever in My Heart, with Derek Hart. Wake up in the morning and I'm all up in your face. DJ Kitty Scratch, got no sense of personal space. I smoke that catnip like I'm on a twip. I'm flying, I got nine lives. I ain't afraid of dying. I'm the king of the jungle. I got so much pride, but if it's waning, I'd rather just stay inside. Yo, sweating up the drapes and unraveling the rug. All my way to the top like a kitty cat hug. Yo, Something I was actually very disciplined about. I, I've had my breed of choice was uh, Papillons. I've had I seem to have had Papillon uh, 
you know dogs for years and years and their teeth go bad pretty quickly i got pretty into the thing of uh, t- uh cleaning their teeth i mean not seven days a week but at least three or four days a week i would clean my dog's teeth and i prevented that costly you know surgery where they have to put the dog under um, most people, in all honesty, almost everyone I've ever known, waits until their dog's teeth get bad, turn yellow, then they learn about cleaning their dog's teeth. I don't know if there's a way to get people to do this. You know, like I know there's rinses out there, but this is one of the primary things that causes uh, dogs to lose. They lose their teeth early, and they can get pretty sick. Right. It can actually cause heart issues. Yeah. Now, one of the things that most people don't realize is a lot of that is genetic. So, yes, yep. there's a certain part of it. You don't want to give these little dogs these you know, constant canned dog food because yep. it does get up under the gums and it does rot their teeth. But yep. I've got just my Rhodesian Ridgebacks. I've got one who's almost 10 years old who has whiter teeth than one of the two-year-olds. And yep. a lot of gum disease, just like you might have the shape and size of your parents, of your father's teeth or your yep. mother's teeth, and you got your father's hairline and your mother's... Uh, you know, digestive tract and, you know, your uncle's uh, space between his teeth. So all of those things do come into play. But what's best, and I'm I'm not big on all of the adding things like for the coprophagic dogs and things like that, dogs who eat their own poop, delightful. Hope everyone's not eating lunch or dinner right now. Yeah, Yeah. um, coprophagic. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) All these big words. It means poop eater. Um, (laughs) Okay. The idea, though, is, you know, obviously that you do want to take care of your dog's teeth. It's not a bad idea to brush your dog's teeth with a finger brush. There are some enzymatic sprays. I'm not a big fan of putting things into my dog's water. I'm not a big fan of topical flea and tick unless you're in such a bad area. I've seen dogs really have reactions. And a lot of these things also can change the pH of the urine and give them stones so they can get crystals, struvite crystals, bladder stones, kidney yeah. stones. So brushing with a good standard toothpaste, and yes, they even have natural ones with a finger brush or using one of these enzymatic sprays or gels is great. But just be careful how much junk you add to your dog so that, you know, you don't know what it's doing to one of the organ systems until it's too late. Yeah, yeah. I, I, actually, I, I want to actually ask a behavioral question. Uh, this is something that I did uh, intuitively. I actually never asked uh, any animal trainers about this. Uh, when I first uh, went to brush my dog's teeth, you know, he was maybe three years old because, you know, I, I was told that's why his teeth are getting yellow. Right. And he was mad. I mean, it, you know, it was my dog never bit anybody. But when I brought out that little dog toothbrush and that enzymatic toothpaste stuff, he was a little snippy with me. So. What I did is for about a month, uh, every day, is every time I saw him, I would simply walk up to him and just literally kind of put my finger in his mouth, in his gums, to just show him, this is okay, I'm doing this, it's, it's just temporary, it's just my finger. And I, I, did, I, mean, I, I did that every day for a month, and then on day 31, once I got the toothbrush out, it was a non-issue. 
Right. Um, so is that is that a is that a did I do good? In you terms did great. Of, uh, <laughs> you okay. did great. Okay. Because okay. what people tend to do is they think of it as if they could speak with a child. Okay. So yeah. if you would tell your child, okay, mommy loves you. This is a toothbrush, and mommy's going to do this. It's going to feel weird. Well, you can explain it in in words, but a dog doesn't understand that, and especially if you have a dog who is a bit anxious or not the greatest at new experiences, you just yeah. want to prepare them. We actually have a whole seminar that we're putting together on that because whether right. it's toenails or it's brushing teeth or it's wiping their paws when they come in or yeah. it's touching a body part or grooming or whatever, you know, all those things you just have to teach your dog. Don't set them up for failure. Set them up for yeah. success. So teach him. And what you did, Derek, was perfect. That's exactly what I would have told you to do. A lot okay. of times, though, what then you'd have to do on day 31 in, or, yeah. or let's say you could do it in seven days or three days or, or multiple times per day, which is the best because it's the quickest. Yeah. But after that, then you want to take the toothbrush and do the same exact thing minus the to- toothpaste and then add yeah. the toothpaste. Very often when you add things too quickly, the dog just gets kind of unsure. And if you yeah. continue, which you have to once you're committed, you want to make sure you end on a positive note. Don't ever end because you lost and your dog is afraid because it's going to grow. And then you're going to need to call me or one of my yeah. team and we're going to have to come out and help you. So just yeah. be fair. Set little goals. Don't yeah. say, today I'm going to brush his teeth. You did it right. Hey, yeah. today I'm going to do this tomorrow. I'm going to do that. And then eventually they get used to it and they continue to build up trust. <laughs> I just love the dogs barking, uh, in the background. We have, we have dogs here. Uh, okay. Thanks, Janice. Appreciate the talk. I got more questions for you, uh, but I will ask you next time. What's this? Those, those are outfits for your new puppy that you get. Are you serious? I'm totally are you serious. serious? Oh my gosh, are you serious? I'm totally this serious. Oh my gosh. Good girl. You better not be joking with me. No. You better not be. I'm absolutely oh. serious. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, girl. <laughs> You're kidding. Oh. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's your, that's your baby. Hey, happy birthday. She's yours. Do you want her? Are you sure you want it? Are you sure? So those are your two outfits for your puppy that is yours. Oh my god! Are you just so? Are you, are you crying because you're sad or because you're happy? The rabbit had a rocket. He flew off in the night. He dreamed to go far to visit a star, which is why he took off in flight. Be careful up there, said his cousin the hare, who warned him of exploring alone. I fear the worst, since you are the first to travel so far from our home. But Rabbit said, don't worry, though not in a hurry. He clambered through the hatchway and said, take care of my garden and begging your pardon, please water my geranium bed. With a mighty bang, the hills rang and the ground began to tremble and shake. The rocket went high into the sky, leaving a trail of smoke in its wake. He saw the tops of the trees, the mountains and seas. He saw the round earth so blue. And through the haze, the stars he did gaze, becoming larger and brighter and true. 
The earth fell from sight and the stars got so bright as the rocket roared into the black. He thought of his home and felt so alone and wondered if he could ever go back. As he sailed into space, the dangers he would face, monsters and meteors and more, did not frighten him, but rather excited him. There were adventures and perils galore. When out his window he saw, shadowing his eye with his paw, a planet like none he'd ever known, bright blue and green like nothing he'd seen, he decided there he would go. Single-handed on the planet he landed, his ship standing tall and proud, out the door he thrust his foot in the dust and gazed up at the alien clouds. The land was bizarre to this traveler from afar, where green skies and bluegrass had grown. I'll plant a flag in the breeze it will wag, and I'll claim this land for my own. When from under the brush came a rustling crush, and there several eyes he did see, peeking at him intensely, his fear grew immensely, wondering what it could be. Before he could whistle, he grabbed his space pistol, for to defend himself he must. But before he could draw, they tied up his paws, and he fell face first in the dust. We mean you no harm, said the floppy-eared swarm, and hope you won't hurt us as well. You are welcome to stay for many a day, and stay with us in the land we do dwell. To the village he came, and over a flame, they prepared a magnificent feast. Roasted vegetable stew and breadsticks to chew, when suddenly there appeared a great beast. Through the trees he crashed, and the alien hares dashed, running for their small bunny lives. But Rabbit turned to face him, and let it not chase him, because he was brave for his size. With a mighty leap with his huge bunny feet, he gave the monster a terrific punch. With his extra big toe, he bopped his blue nose with a loud nose-bopping crunch. Rabbit stood on his chest with the creature at rest, for the monster knew he'd been beaten, and for his part made him cross his heart that the hares would never again be eaten. Rabbit decided to stay for many a night and a day, enjoying his newfound friends. He forgot about adventure, about fame and galactic treasure, and hoped the good times would never end. But homesick he was, and it gave him much pause. Though he was having fun with his friends, though he was a hero and never a zero, new to the earth he must go back again. And so came the day when he had to say goodbye so long and farewell. We will meet again, my dear little friends. And the tears in his eyes began to swell. He boarded his ship, and the switches he flipped, started his engines below, and shot into the sky after the teary goodbye to carry him to the home that he missed so. Rabbit returned to his home. For a while not to roam, he'd be a stay-at-home bunny instead. He'd read books while sitting, maybe take up knitting, and water his geranium bed. This has been A Rabbit Had a Rocket by Rich Mario on Pet Talk, Forever in My Heart, with Derek Hart. I'm Beth Holland. If you'd like to have a copy of this poem for your very own, contact Derek at foreverinmyheart.pet. That's foreverinmyheart.pet Well, I was cold and wet and hungry I was living on the street I had to go through garbage cans Just to find a bite to eat Then one day a man caught me I admit I was afraid But they cleaned me up and fed me and they put me in this cage Choose me I'm a good dog, I don't bite
And I'd love to fall asleep beside your